What's going on, everybody? Welcome into today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I am your host, Kevin McGuire. Today is Tuesday, November 10th, 2020, and we are one day closer to Penn State's next game this upcoming weekend against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. I'm going to be joined today by my pal Brandon Cavanaugh, covers Nebraska and the Big Ten for AthlonSports.com as well. We're going to get his take on Penn State's upcoming opponent as both Penn State and Nebraska are looking for their first win of the season. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, before we get into today's episode, I want to make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you may be listening to us today on, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Big news in the Spotify world as they have agreed to purchase Megaphone, which is how we publish our podcast. So if you're a Spotify listener, thank you for listening. Continue to spread the word by hitting subscribe. And don't forget to leave those ratings and reviews on whatever podcasting app you may be using. And don't forget to reach out to us on your favorite social media platform of choice. We are using the username LockedOnNittany on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. So whichever one of those platforms you may be using, or maybe you're using them all, make sure to look for LockedOnNittany and start connecting with us. In that way, send us your feedback on the episode, the podcast in general. If you have questions you want to have addressed in an upcoming episode, you are more than welcome to send them along at any time across any of those social media platforms. been on here before his name is brandon cavanaugh he covers nebraska he covers the big 10 for athlon sports another one of those fine contributors on the athlon sports lineup brandon how you doing today doing well um happy that we actually have a season to talk about at least for the time being uh no thanks to wisconsin <laughs> hopefully we actually get to see them uh, take on the michigan wolverines fingers crossed uh but in the here and now you know what uh even though we are seeing nebraska and penn state clash winless for the first time since 1983 when they kicked off their seasons in the inaugural kickoff classics that's fine the point is we've got football this week and i'm I'm jazzed about that brandon um before we get into the upcoming game this weekend i just want without aging yourself i'm not asking you to share any public information but how long have you been in following nebraska football following nebraska football i became a fan you i swear to god this is the truth um i actually used to hate it when i was growing up true story i used to hate it i was a kiddo and i really had no i didn't know anything about football per se but nebraska football has it it permeates the culture of the state it's just a thing that happens it's like alabama light kind of but I said one day, you know, my grandma would come over uh, with my with my dad and they'd watch me screaming and everything. I'm like, what the heck is this about? So finally, I said, you know what? I wanted to bond with my dad a little bit. I want to see what the heck Husker football was about and everything. So the year was 1994. And basically, as far as I knew, Nebraska would 
show up, kick the crap out of whomever, maybe keep it a little tight just to keep it interesting, and then go home. So when 1996 came around and they went to Tempe, Arizona, that was a little shock to the system. But so let's see, that would be... I'm horrible with math. I don't know, a long time. (laughs) Well, it's interesting that 1994 is the year you pinpoint because that's actually the first year where I actually was uh, fully engrossed in everything that was happening with Penn State football. I I was kind of a late bloomer as far as being a sports fan and actually aware of what I was watching on TV or in person. So my my sports fandom begins really in 1993 with the Philadelphia Phillies going all the way to the World Series. Then, of course, 1994 rolls around. Uh, Penn State's second year in the Big Ten. And uh, Brandon, I don't need to tell you, 1994 happened to be a pretty good year for Nebraska and Penn State, right? So I'm going to ask you to go into your time machine and go back to 1994, Brandon, and try to convince him that Penn State and Nebraska are going to play in mid-November of 2020, and they're both going to be looking for their first win of the season. What, what, is, what does 1994, Brandon, even think about that statement? Okay. Um what I would probably tell 1994 Brandon um, is t- life comes at you quick, so buy a helmet. But beyond that, um, yeah, not, and, and not only that Penn State and Nebraska will meet in their – well, for Nebraska, their third game of the season, uh, they, both teams will be winless. And um, speaking of winless, buddy – Enjoy what you got now, because there is going to be quite a bit of a stretch coming down the pike. Um, and as for that, uh, this upcoming Tempe, Arizona matchup with Arizona State, definitely take that nap. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it, it, it's just a it, it's very weird to see how this season, first of all, has come together. Uh, for, I think for both sides, uh, certainly Nebraska having one game canceled because of the outbreak that was going on with Wisconsin. Uh, obviously Nebraska got back on the field last week. That was good to see. I actually didn't watch a whole lot of last weekend's game, uh, against Northwestern, but I know the, the series history with Nebraska and Northwestern, I'm sure it's very frustrating from a Nebraska standpoint, but kind of give me an update on what the mindset is in the Nebraska fan base right now, as they're going into this upcoming weekend's game against Penn state. Is it all doom and gloom or are there some positive lights of energy that are coming out of this Nebraska program? Give me a sense for where we are as far as Nebraska is concerned right now. Well, obviously there's some frustration. I mean, you don't go into an 0-2 start. Just, yeah, this is great. Um, it it really honestly stunk when Nebraska was unable to play that Wisconsin game because I know there were a lot of people on both sides that were looking forward to it. Obviously, Nebraska, the whole idea coming into the Big Ten was to step to Wisconsin, right? And then, no, it turns out you got to build up that way. But after Graham Mertz's fantastic first week, you know, to, to challenge him with a secondary that coming into the season appeared to be the strength of the Nebraska defense. But to answer your question, yes, the battle of NUs is always a, uh, a tightly contested series more often than not. Um, and it was, it was uh, a gut punch as they often are. And I think more than anything else, I'd say frustrated is a great word for it because the Northwestern game was, quite frankly, frustrating to watch in that I feel if Nebraska would have been able to play even a slightly more disciplined game, they more than likely would have won. But as has been the case on multiple occasions over the Scott Frost era, they are not shy about shooting themselves in the foot. As a matter of fact, every offensive lineman had a penalty uh, assigned to them 
this past game. So that's not going to win you many football games. But that being said, there is there is an uh, an aura of hope, <laughs> so to speak. And that comes from specifically the underclassmen and the true freshmen. And the fan base got to see some of those in Marcus Fleming and Xavier Betts, two true freshmen. Luke McCaffrey obviously got some time. Uh, Ethan Piper, I believe, is a redshirt freshman. He got in walk-on. He did a, a pretty darn good job, all things considered. So there are a lot of kids. Oh, also, uh, Miles Farmer had a great day. One of the folks that was coming in to take over for uh, one of the two suspended uh, starting defensive backs from Nebraska. He had two interceptions on the day. First time that had happened for a Husker since the kickoff of let's see, 2019. So that's about 400 plus days, give or take, since that happened. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a sense of, I think, building towards the future at this point, because obviously right now the eligibility clocks are paused. Folks now can say, okay, you know, we are two, three games in the season. I know there has been some concern even from the Penn State end. Are, are folks going to now say, nah, I ain't digging this. I'm going to go do the NFL thing. You know, obviously Micah Parsons <laughs> dipped pretty early, and I think he safely did that. Um, definitely uh, probably from the Nebraska side. Glad they don't have to game plan around him. I know I would be. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's an, it is definitely a new world in that – you know, you, from your perspective and from a lot of people's perspectives, there's there's kids on their on their teams that are saying it's just not worth it. I'm going to go, you know, train or do whatever. But at the same time, from Nebraska's perspective, let's remember why the Big Ten is here in the first place. Uh, it was Scott Frost in Nebraska who made all the noise and then Ryan Day came in and so on and all the other heavy hitters. And now here we are. But it is largely for Nebraska about the snaps, about the practice, and ideally for them, um, if they're able to get to whatever the postseason consists of, and naturally there are the restrictions that there were before apparently are coming down, so what that looks like, I have no idea. I guess the biggest thing for Nebraska is they have quite a bit of talent. Uh, it may be green, it may be horrifically inexperienced, but there is definite talent. And at this point, it's almost getting to the point where you say, why not just start the youth movement and see what happens? As I feel that if Nebraska is even able to have a 500 record, uh, technically they can't because of that ninth game, but if, if they're able to get right. to, yeah, if they're able to get to even four or five wins, I would consider that not only a win, but a huge plus for those postseason uh, postseason hopes and folks that say, well, wow, we want to bring Nebraska here. Uh, but I have no doubt that the folks who want to do that from a Bulls perspective want to feel that it's a legitimate choice, not just saying, oh, we're going to pick Nebraska because they're going to bring eyeballs because they're Nebraska. There does want to be some in intrigue, as after all, Ohio State, Nebraska – was pretty sure how that was going to come out, but at the same time, it did tremendously well. 
So 2020 has thrown you more than a few curveballs this year, right? You may be working from home. Maybe your kids are going to school from home and you have to deal with that. And of course, Penn State being 0-3 hasn't exactly helped your situation on the weekend, right? Well, no matter what your situation may be, you're still looking for ways to chill and you deserve a chance to chill. So what better way to do that than sitting back and relaxing this weekend, watching your favorite football team try to get their first win of the year. And you're going to do so with a nice, cold, refreshing Coors Light. It is literally the beer that is made to chill chill. Coors Light is also the official beer of watching any sport just to drink a beer. So flip through the channels, find your favorite team on TV or any game that happens to be going on because who knows with all the cancellations that are out there, it may be hard to find a game, but just find something, crack open a Coors Light and you're going to be in relaxation and chill mode. Coors Light's the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. And guess what? If you're running low in Coors Light right now, all you have to do is load up your phone, go onto your tablet, load up the laptop, go to get.coorslight.com, and you can get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door. Remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't watch a whole any of the uh, Nebraska Northwestern game, but I did watch that Nebraska-Ohio State game because certainly it was the first Big Ten game of the year, at least on Saturday. So there was a lot of intrigue there. Of course, Ohio State is going to be the team that everybody is chasing in this conference as uh, Ohio State looks like a legitimate college football playoff contender once again. But I was very curious to see how Nebraska was going to play. And, you know, given the fact that some games, uh, some teams have started off their seasons a little choppy, I thought maybe Ohio State might be a little vulnerable early on against Nebraska. And maybe they were. Uh, Certainly, there were some good moments for Nebraska at the start of that game before Ohio State realized that we're Ohio State. We're not going to lose this game. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. It looked like to me, at least. It's like, wait a minute, yeah, uh, and just all of a sudden, out of the gate, Adrian Martinez is looking awesome, they drive down the field and score, it's like, hey, now we got ourselves a ball game. Right. But yeah, the honestly, my my pick uh, to win the Heisman as of this moment is Justin Fields. Um, he is a tremendous talent. I did see, and again, when you can do this against Ohio State, I think that speaks very highly of what you can do, especially right out of the gate. You know, even though Nebraska was looking to eventually see them further down the pike, uh, when obviously they would have gelled quite a bit more, just the talent gap is still there, obviously. But I was definitely not expecting to see the defensive line play as well, the linebacker play as well. This defense has really taken a number of steps forward that I was not anticipating. Right now, there seems to be the, the biggest flaws appear to be actually on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, that's there's, there's some discipline problems throughout the team, but at the same time, if there's any area of the team that is kind of holding itself back, uh, special teams is they're making field goals, which is definitely a plus as, a, as opposed <laughs> to last year. So that's a thing. It's, it's honestly probably the offense right now. That sounds like a familiar tune right now because Penn State's offense is just a complete mess right now. And uh, the, there's there's a lot of room for improvement, uh, certainly on Penn State side of things. I know I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast already and over on the Locked On Big Ten podcast. But, you know, Penn State's offense is a mess. The defense has been very disappointing. I don't think it's all just because Michael Parsons isn't there either. I think there's a, a lot of questions that are, have to be raised with this Penn State team. So uh, I think as Penn State's heading out to Lincoln, Nebraska, it's the longest road trip they'll make this year. I've said all along that this is a dangerous road trip spot for Penn State. You know, a lot of people kind of poke fun at Nebraska and they're probably going to have a tough year. Maybe that's still going to be the case, but 
I've always looked at this game on the schedule, Brandon, and I've always thought that this is a tough spot for Penn State to come into. And that was before they were 0-3. So I'm not (laughs) very confident about this game at all this weekend as I'm looking at Penn State's matchup with Nebraska. I think this is going to be a real dangerous spot for the Nittany Lions. It's interesting because... I mean, essentially, I look at this game and I honestly call it the movable force versus the resistible object because you've got two teams that are looking for any kind of momentum, two teams that just need a thing. And I mean, how rough is it for Penn State to just one running back, two running back? I mean, just to be down, no offense to Devin Ford, but and by the way, Sean Clifford, tremendous quarterback, everything I expected and more. But where's the help? for the poor guy. And at the same time, yeah, I, I, you know, it wasn't one man does not make a defense. There's no disputing Micah Parsons is in fact, a freak and is going to get paid. Um, but it almost seems like, I mean, you, you watch this defense and it's like, what the heck did he, did he take the energy and the will? But I will say, you know, Penn state does have some tremendous talent there. And I, I really like the, I really like the, the, the front. I really like the defensive line, like Brandon Smith. There's just, you know, Lamont Wade, there's some awesome people on that defense. Uh, but at the same time, I think a lot of it is just momentum and confidence or a lack thereof. But again, I think it's for, for Penn state, I think it comes down to how well do the black shirts defend Clifford. Um, and if they are able to do as well as they did against Peyton Ramsey. Now to be fair, Clifford is obviously a step up, (laughs) but at the same time, if they're able to contain him or at least put it to the fact where, okay, maybe he throws for 200, 300 yards, but Penn state doesn't actually convert those into points or even touchdowns. I think that puts them in a good position to win, but this is a game. Honestly, it could go either way. Yeah. It's a, it's a total toss up as far as I'm concerned. I didn't think that was necessarily going to be the case when the season got started. I, I figured Penn state would come in, be coming into this game probably two and one. Cause I fully expected them to lose to Ohio state. I never expected them to lose to Maryland. I thought the Indiana game was going to be pretty tough, but I thought they would win. I, and here they are. zero and three questions at the quarterback. I, I, I know you're praising Sean Clifford. And I do think that there's some really good upside potential for Sean Clifford, but that is a big question mark, I think, coming into this game. I think it has been proven already a couple times this year that he's going to make some mistakes. So this is a game where he has to certainly avoid that being a possibility. So if Nebraska can force him to be uncomfortable and try to force some things, I think Nebraska is certainly going to hang around. Uh, so I don't look at this game in any way being a blowout of any proportion. I think this is a, a really tight game, and you know, it's going to be really important to – have a clean game offensively for both teams because I do I do think Nebraska this is a defense that Penn State's bringing in that has some questions they're a little vulnerable right now so if Nebraska can make some things happen maybe score a couple of, uh, early touchdowns you're gonna have Penn State kind of scratching their heads and maybe kind of just going through the motions at some point I hope that that's not the case I don't, I don't think that that will necessarily be the case but th- this is a, it's a dangerous game I think for Penn State and I think Nebraska you know they could benefit from a win here, not just, you know, finally getting a win on the board, but having a win against Penn State, I think is a step in the right direction for Nebraska. Honestly, a a win is a win at this point, regardless of who it's against, but to have one over James Franklin, to have one over Penn State, the name is still the name. Uh, To have that win over Penn State would would be tremendous. And the question that is really going around Lincoln and through Husker Nation is, it's kind of two pronged. Folks are wondering, well, who's going to start 
Because obviously last week, both Adrian Martinez and Luke McCaffrey got the opportunity. And quite frankly, if I were to show you, considering you didn't watch that much, if I were to show you the stat lines of both of them, I don't know that you could pick which was which. So as far as who starts, I honestly have no doubt that Adrian's going to start. Mm -hmm. The question should actually be who's going to finish the game. And that's it's a that is a tough, tough question. And it's honestly probably one of the most difficult decisions that Scott Frost is going to have to make uh, as a, as a head coach, because Adrian is a guy that when he was still at U, UCF, he was prepping UCF for their potential 13 and 0 shot in national championship, depending on who you talk to. Right. And then he was, and then he was setting up shop in Lincoln. He was also going out to recruit this young man, Adrian Martinez in California. So he's racking up frequent flyer miles left and right sells Adrian on this. And this was supposed to be the guy or, you know, may still be, I don't know. I can't see the future. Uh, but Adrian's supposed to be the guy that one way or another was going to be the, the cornerstone, the first cornerstone at the foundation, regardless of what happens that brought this resurgence back. So here you are now, Adrian's a junior, uh, had a, had a great freshman year. They started at and six rebounded. Uh, and, and he looked great. Then there was a Heisman hype, sophomore slump, happens to us that was a big question coming into the season is how's adrian going to look and right now it looks a lot like 2019 now you also have in luke mccaffrey a redshirt freshman and again the important thing is that eligibility clock he is going to be able to stay at nebraska and perform for you know what three four years Mm -hmm. and you're at a point where if you are getting an element of confidence out of Luke, which you don't see in Adrian, which to be quite honest and Frank is what I'm seeing just from a, you take the emotion out of it, a, a pure Nick Saban-esque cold blooded standpoint. It seems like you go with the, the younger guy at this point. Um, and from what I've seen from Adrian, I mean, he's a tremendous athlete. He's a great dual threat guy, but he's been making some extremely poor throws it's look. It looks like he has been second guessing himself on a lot of throws. Maybe not necessarily making the proper read or second guessing. Just in the moment, you know, folks have said to me, "Oh, he's a slow thinker." No, I think it's the the exact opposite. I think he can read very very quickly, but he he second guesses himself to the point where that extra second or so that you cannot afford to take results in a broken play, a sack, a tackle for loss, whatever you will. Luke. On the other hand, yeah, he made some mistakes, the kind of mistakes that you would expect uh, an inexperienced quarterback to make. And if Scott opts to continue with that, if he puts Adrian out there and let's just say Adrian does not do well and he opts to put Luke in and let's say that is effectively the end of the Adrian Martinez era, at least as a starter, you're going to see some mistakes. But at the same time, this goes back to the talented underclassmen you could have guys out there that while inexperienced have just a lot of natural ability and talent and are able to light up the scoreboard. And ultimately, if that's the kind of thing that Nebraska, you know, that takes Nebraska to four or five wins or whatever, even three wins, just you're at a point where you have to say, okay, we're potentially looking at an own three start in Nebraska's case. And if Adrian Martinez is having a poor first quarter, a poor first half, 
you have to ask yourself, okay, are we willing to start 0-3 and possibly Adrian's confidence is further shaken? Um, he's not feeling that great because, I mean, no, I've never played uh, Power 5 football in my life and probably will not at this rate. So you have I can't, eligibility, uh, right? Uh, yes, technically. Okay. <laughs> so, so, but with, with, with that said, um, I have no doubt that Adrian feels horrible. I mean, I can, I can obviously see that in the pressures and whatnot. And he is, he puts in a ton of work. Um, but ultimately football is just unashamedly honest. And it ultimately comes down to, can you, or can't you? And it may take a minute for that scale to even out, but it eventually does come to one of those two inevitabilities. And right now it appears that Luke is trending in the can far more than the can't. So again, it comes back to, okay, you know, Scott putting in all this time, energy and resources and wants Adrian to succeed. And really everybody wants Adrian to succeed because heck, I mean, just that's, you love the good story, but at the same time, a McCaffrey's a McCaffrey's a McCaffrey. Um, <laughs> and Luke has shown tremendous ability to not only be a quarterback, but to be a wide receiver, to be a running back, whatever they want him to be. And I honestly feel that it's teed up, quite frankly, for him to excuse the pun, but take the ball and run with it. There's no question that 2020 has been throwing you a few curveballs this season, right? And it's not just with the football team, but maybe in your everyday life, whether you're working from home, maybe your kids are schooling from home, whatever your case may be in 2020, you may feel like it's tough sometimes just breaking through a wall. Well, if you're looking for a way to break through that wall, check out Bilko. They are the solution for breaking through your wall. Bilko is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting. It's natural. You actually feel good about ingesting it, and it's going to give you a little burst of energy. There's a reason at work that I'm the one that feels like I'm just hitting my stride in the middle of the afternoon when everybody else is kind of lagging behind, kind of going through the motions until it's time to punch out, and it is because the Bilko has been helping me stay energized moving forward throughout my next day. They come in three delicious flavors, including peanut butter, honey, coconut chocolate, chocolate mint. The peanut butter honey is my personal favorite. If you want to check them out for yourself, you got to go to builtgo.com. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED. They'll give you 20% off your next order. So use the promo code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, for 20% off at builtgo.com. I don't know actually who's doing the game preview for Athlon Sports this week. Is it you? Is it me? It is, is it somebody else? It is me. It, it, it is, is me. you. Okay. Yes. I, I, I don't want to spoil anything you may have in that, but do you, and I know we do predictions for that game. So I'm not going to ask do. you to share your official prediction. I'll let people check that out on Athlon Sports when that is available. We'll make sure to retweet it on our account as well. But do you have a, do you have an outlook for what to expect from this game that you can share? it's I'll tell you what man it, it's it's going to be I think it's going to be wacky I think it's going to be wild for those for those listeners who did watch the Northwestern game I think you're going to probably see something similar although I will say if Nebraska is able to clean things up that would be a, a again it would be a, a gigantic win if it's a situation where they won by uh, 10 points or more. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen by any stretch, but if something like that happened, that would be huge for their confidence, for their momentum going into what is quite frankly, a, an, an easier road to hope, so to speak. I mean, they, they got Ohio state was supposed to be Wisconsin and Penn state and Northwestern who 
right now kind of looks like the class of the West, to, to be frank, um, got all those out of the way. And now you're looking at folks like, and again, I'm not trying to downplay the Illini, but right. Illinois and, and Purdue. But again, it's 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 not easy sledding, but it's definitely far more leveled playing field, at least on paper, I think, for them. So for them to get a, again, a win over Penn State would be huge. But again, yeah, as far as the game, I, I do think Clifford's going to have a success. I think it's going to be very similar to Peyton Ramsey. He's got he's got some excellent wide receivers to hook up with, and I think they're going to take advantage of that. Uh, as we saw last week, Nebraska can be um, the, the Nebraska defense can be taken advantage of if you have a quality tight end to take advantage of, which Penn State does. Um, as far as how the black shirts bounce back, bounce back, again they played well. Um, there was some sloppiness in terms of tackling and whatnot. Some guys trying to get on Sports Center, um, where you ask, it's like, well, look, I understand that you've got some heat-seeking missiles, guys that want to knock the ball loose. But unfortunately, when you slam into a guy and you bounce off of him, not as effective as a, as a you know actual arm tackle. So. At the same time as on offense, that's, I think, the biggest question. I think the game ultimately does come down to what Scott Frost does in terms of who his quarterback is. If you have whoever it is, if you have a confident quarterback in there, I think Nebraska does well, whether that's Adrian Martinez going in and lighting the place up and looking like his true freshman self, or if that's Luke McCaffrey stepping in for him and starting to write his own chapter. Um, Again, I, I think... Penn State has I, I feel I think I feel better about Penn State's defense than you do I think we're kind of just I think we're like no it's your game no it's your game to lose but, <laughs> that's what it feels like it's like a game of yeah, hot potato like, it, it is really no you take it um but at the same time yeah I think it does come down to Scott Frost's decision on this because I do think that Clifford is going to have himself a, a day uh, I see no reason that he won't but at the same time I think the Blackshirts have the the ability to play well, force some turnovers, be ahead, or at least, you know, at least even if not ahead in the turnover margin. Um, if they are able to clean up the penalties just a bit, I think they can they can excel regardless of even who's behind center. But for them to, um, to truly excel, there has to be a confident quarterback there, whoever it is. That's yet to be determined. Well, like I said, make sure that you pass along the link to your game preview. I'll make sure we share it on our end as well, because I'm going to be interested to see what you have to say. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very curious about this game, because this is going to be a pretty fun, maybe a tense game. Maybe it's going to be one of those games that's just so ugly that it turns into a fun game, you know? Uh, I, I think we could all use one of those, right? Oh, absolutely. I, like I said, I, I would love to be able to say, oh, yeah, this is what's going to happen. This one, this is what's going to happen. I honestly have less of an idea of what's going to happen than I did last week. And I always I always expect that with Northwestern because that's just the battle of NUs. Yeah. But yeah, to to mention this, by the way, listeners right here, friends, you've got yourself a quality pick em tag team because your boy your boy over there in Kevin, some of the top national games and the NFL he picks this year, I have actually started picking every single Big Ten game, yes, including Penn State, Nebraska. Not only am I doing the preview for Penn State, Nebraska, I'm also picking every single game this week, which you'll be able to catch over at Athlon Sports. So, yeah, as far as what to expect, expect the unexpected. But, yes, as far as being glad that there is a thing to watch that resembles football, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm psyched, dude. Well, I am thankful that you plugged my picks on Athlon Sports, and I appreciate that. I will say – 
the way my picks have been going, I like to advertise myself as the world's most okayest picker right now because I'm floating right about 500 on both the NFL and the college. Uh, for a while, my NFL picks have actually been doing better than my college picks, but I'm hoping that we have a strong week this week. I'm actually going to be picking some games, whatever's left on the schedule, because we just had more cancellations within the SEC. Uh, it does look like Wisconsin is planning on getting back on the field this week against Michigan, so that's going to be a fun game. That's certainly one we'll be keeping a close eye on for sure. Uh, I hope you know, so. Yeah, I'm knocking on wood right now. So uh, I don't know if you hear that or not, but we're knocking on wood. But uh, as far as the schedule remaining is concerned, hopefully all goes well for Nebraska. So far, so good for Penn State as far as games played. Uh, and hopefully the Big Ten continues to minimize how many cancellations are going to have to be. I'm not saying that it's um, you know, expected that it'll get through the rest of the year without a cancellation because I don't think any conference is going to be able to guarantee that the way that this is going. But hopefully you are doing well, my friend. Hopefully everybody within the Nebraska community continues to do better and do well moving forward. Uh, we have some football to look forward to, so hopefully that stays on the docket. And Brandon, it was always a pleasure talking to you, and I always enjoy your insight about Nebraska and the Big Ten. Remind people one more time how they can follow anything you've got going on, anything you want to plug, and of course how they can follow you online. Absolutely. Folks, if you want to have a look at what's happening with Nebraska, of course you can follow me uh, on Twitter at 8Laces. That's all the way spelled out, the number 8Laces. And again, for you folks out there, for you degenerates out there, fellow degenerates, not only do I do the Big Ten picks, but I also do approximately 25 to 30 picks a week coming out every Friday, my degenerate picks of the week. Right now, currently picking at about a 66% clip, so I feel pretty good about that. But all that being said, yes, you can. I'm envious. Well, again, working, getting there against the spread, getting into a groove, wait, waiting to get that momentum going on. Just, you know, like Nebraska's quarterback, just, just waiting to start that spark. Uh, yeah, straight up dude. Oh, I am a, I, I slay it, <laughs> but no, as far as, uh, as far as any other work, absolutely. Uh, same thing. Uh, eight laces on Twitter, www.8laces.com. Again, uh, you got to keep up with us both because we are, you know, no, no offense to Steve Lazen, uh, our editor, Mark Ross, or anybody else who's making the picks. But I think you got a pretty solid tag team right here. Well, we will be sure to include as much of that as possible in the show notes for this episode. So if anybody needs a, a link to actually click, we'll put that in the show notes on whatever podcasting app you may be listening to us. Brandon, again, always a pleasure talking to you. Hopefully we'll do it again soon. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thanks to everybody out there. Stay safe. Take care. Go Big Red. Oh, you got, just got to slide that in there, right? Absolutely. All right, my thanks to Brandon Cavanaugh. Always a pleasure having him on my podcast, talking some Nebraska football, get his insight on the state of the Cornhuskers, who, of course, Penn State will be playing this weekend as both teams look for their first win of the season. This game is scheduled to kick off at noon Eastern on Fox Sports 1. We'll have plenty of more conversation about this game and everything else that's happening around the Big Ten and the Top 25 as the week goes on. So make sure you hit that subscribe button on your podcasting app right now so you never miss a single episode as soon as they go live. And of course, you can also leave a rating or leave a review. It really helps us out as far as placement on those various podcasting apps. And of course, you can reach out to us at any time on our social media platforms using the username LockedOnNittany on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. One last time, I'm Kevin McGuire. Happy to be with you here. As always, thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. And check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. And don't forget to check out my content on athlonsports.com. Lots of those links that we mentioned will be in today's show notes. So go into there. Make sure you click whatever you want to check out as far as Brandon is concerned and as far as I'm concerned. And for Brandon, thank you once again for listening to today's episode. And have a great day. 
Go one to know today. Come back. We'll do it all again tomorrow.